The True Tone Lounge podcast features audio-only versions of our video interviews. To view those, please visit truetonelounge.com or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash truetonefx. I'm Zach Childs, and welcome to the True Tone Lounge. Today, our guest is Kenny Loggins guitarist Scott Bernard. Hey there, man. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you were born in New Iberia, Louisiana. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, how, did you, uh, how did you end up picking up the guitar? Um, I grab it normally by the right here. Okay. And then I it's just use arm muscles. Arm muscles. Easy. Okay. Oh, you mean... Do you, do you ever use leverage? <laughs> do you ever... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when when you were younger, oh. how did you for, uh, the first time you ever picked up a guitar? How did how did you? Uh, why did you do it? Um, I was born like like I guess most cats in the musical family and just music everywhere. And, uh, there was always some some form of music playing in my house, and uh, my older brother Reed uh, was in like a band. He was he was in, he was in junior high, I believe, and I was. I think I was in fourth grade, and uh, he had started a band with some friends, and, uh, you know, the, the details are kind of muddy, the older I get, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I basically wanted to play in it, so my older, my older, older brother, Kent, taught me a couple of chords, and yeah. then we started a band, and we, you know, played like, you know, disco hits. We, put, we you know, we're like, I was, I was nine, and I think the oldest guy was 14, or 13, I mean, Reed, actually. And um, we play at um, um, old folks' homes and, and skating rinks, you know. Yes. So we do like all the hits of the late '70s, and uh, so we but we do like Kiss, you know. Later on, we we did some Toto in Kansas, and but we always played like country stuff too, and just because if we were doing like a wedding reception, you know. Right. Um, we kind of every everybody get a taste, you know. So that in in ret- in retrospect, that was really great for me to just have to learn. Because some of the stuff I didn't want to learn, you know. I'm nine years old, I just want to play Kiss and Cheap Trick and, you know, whatever was happening then. And, uh, but I had to learn this stuff. So it really kind of, it was really good for my ear. What was your first paying gig? First one where you actually, where you got paid money? Uh, Not food no, or... Yeah, I, it was, a, I think it was a... Um, I think it was a, P, a PTA meeting or something like that. Wow. And uh, I remember we played, uh, uh, we, the, the, it was at an uh, uh, elementary school cafeteria, and the curtain, we were behind the curtain, man, I was nervous, and the curtain opened, you know, and it was all the PTA people. And, uh, I think we played um, uh, Proud Mary. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Yeah. I think that was the first paying one. You know, okay. Something like that. Do you remember what you made? No, but I probably bought a couple of records with it. I'm pretty okay. sure that happened. 
cool. Well, yeah. you got you got to keep uh, reinvesting into the uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I did my taxes yeah. that year back yeah. then as, as a nine year old. And yeah, yeah. I wrote that off. So, how did you end up? Move, what what caused you to want to move to Nashville? Uh, man, you know, and I moved I moved to Nashville fairly late too. I was 31, 32, 31. and um, you know there was there wasn't a whole lot happening. And, and, and I moved primarily doing uh, Christian pop stuff at the time. And there wasn't a whole lot going on in Louisiana for that. And you could only do so much session work and at the time, you know. So uh, Nashville was the place to be, you know. So uh, we loaded up the truck and moved to bed. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we and my wife and I moved here in 98. And uh, just caution to the wind, you know, a lot of faith and. We did it. So, what was the uh, the first you know the first kind of major gig that you with someone that, that was on a that was on a major label? Yeah, yeah. it was for an artist. Uh, I mean, it was for uh, Nicole C. Mullen. She's a, a gospel artist. Yes. On at the time she was on Word Records, and uh, that was kind of like my first gig, you know, mm -hmm. in Nashville. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and I was with her for a while. Okay. And then uh, what was your first kind of non, you know, because I think you, you've played with also some Christian acts, well, also oh, yeah. country acts, and then yeah. and then also obviously, you know, more, you know, pop you yeah. know, with, with, with well, Kenny. But, how, uh, you know, so what was the uh, what was the progression after uh, Nicole? How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, I played with a few different Christian artists, you know. Um, uh, I guess another guy that I played with most for a long period of time was a guy named Mark Schultz. Okay. He's a, you know, keyboardist. Uh, piano guy, sing songwriter guy, and uh, played with him for a while, and uh, a few different artists here and there. Um, I'm trying to. Oh well, the the. I got a call from Jimmy Lee Slows, who got my number from a guy named Kip Rains, who I was writing with, and um, Kip had given him my number if I, he ever needed a guitar player or whatever, and uh, he called me for a. A country artist named um, Katrina Elam okay. at the time was uh, opening or getting ready to open for a tour, a, a Keith Urban tour. So they gave me a call, and that was kind of like my fir first really mainstream touring gig, you know. And it was on Keith Urban's Be Here tour, which was pretty much his was right when he started playing arenas and stuff, you know. And um, it was a really, really cool experience. And from there, I met Chris Rodriguez, who was playing with Keith and, at the, and playing with Kenny as well. And uh, Chris just asked me, kind of backstage, really nonchalant, if I'd ever be interested in playing with Kenny to, to sub for him, because he was so busy with both, you know. And uh, I said, sure, man. I'm like, this will never happen. But yeah, OK, sure, you know. And um, so years, about a year later, I think, uh, I got a call from Kenny. And uh, he had, you know, I'm like, who's this? Is this really Kenny Loggins, you know? And uh, so, yeah, he kind of... didn't demand that he sing a line from one of his songs? I think that would have been prudent. Actually, I did. Okay. Yeah. Which one was it? It was um, The Gambler. Wait, no. It's Rogers. That's Kenny, it's Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Rogers. Got yeah. it. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. It was uh, foot, foot, Footloose. That's footloose. Okay, yeah. so he sang a line for yeah. Footloose. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I realized it was him. Yeah. And um, 
so he just you know said he was going to send me some some of the board tapes to learn, but I had no. There was no target date yet, you know. It was just like you know you're going to be third sub, so just learn it. And if you know three other guys can't make it, then you'll get you know you'll get a call. And there was just no way for me to mentally start learning stuff without a targeted date, you know. Right. That's 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 quite difficult when you know. All of a sudden, you're third guy in line, and you don't know if you're going to get called at all. And how, right, you know, I mean, why, and why are I you mean, chances spend, yeah. are I wasn't. I was. I was. I was. Uh, what's the, the happy to be nominated? Yes. You know, but I figured I would never ever do the gig because it was. I mean, three guys in line. You know, oh. and um, uh, so anyway, um, I'm off my train of thought. So you is that okay other, to happen on? Yeah, it's camera. it's okay to get lost or once in a while. But we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll bring you back around. So there were oh, there were three guitar players. Yeah, so you yeah. know I figured I'd never get a call. Yeah. And uh, Gene Miller was also one of the guitar players. You know, and yes. he also talked to Kenny about me, I believe, and they. So that's why I got the call. But uh, I finally got a call. It was probably in April of two thousand and eight, um, and from Kenny's road manager at the time, tour manager. And said, "Hey man, we need you in a couple in two weeks." You know, I, I think I think it might have been either Gene or, or Rick Colling that couldn't make that gig or something, and something came up and he couldn't do the gig. So I got a call, two weeks. You know, you're on, and so I'm like, "Oh man, that this was before, kind of right before it was massively normal to send MP3s to the mail. It was kind of like I just had a bunch of c- CDs, you know, burnt mm-hmm. CDs and." It was really random. It wasn't like here's the here's the sixteen songs you're gonna learn on this one CD. It was like okay, here's that song because Kenny has different t- um, versions of songs. That's one of the things that makes right. his gig so hard. So, but there was like I had just had to, I had to piece it all together and uh, learn it in two weeks. And you know, it's really strange to kind of just go up and shake Kenny's hand, and say, "All right, let's sound check." You know, you know, hey, Mr. Loggins, nice to meet you. Okay, one, two, three, let's go. You know? Yeah. And uh, so it was a pretty stressful gig, but you know, it yeah. went well. Yeah. So backing up just a little bit, tell us, uh, like, when you first moved to Nashville, how did you get that first gig, that first, you know, major gig like with Nicole? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, th- oh, okay. Uh, a really, really good friend of mine is his bassist for, uh, oddly enough, for um, Dennis DeYoung now, Craig Carter. You know Craig? I know. A really cool guy. Anyway, yeah. he, had a, he had a family band, like a gospel thing, and he, at the time, we were going to the same church together. And um, he asked me to come and do some uh, some guitar on it, you know. And that was like my first time. Oh, wow, man, I am doing a Nashville session, baby. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. You were, yeah, you were I was being, in Nashville, yeah, and, and I was recording. doing a session. So. Yeah. But uh, so it was just some really funky WAS stuff. And um, if I remember right, uh, I can't remember the name. God forgive me, but the, the name of the... The, the guy that was engineering the session also worked with uh, uh, Nicole Mullen and David Mullen, her husband. Okay. And he, he gave her my name, uh, you know, for yeah. that gig. So that's how I got that gig. Yeah. She gave me a call and she was doing some stuff. So. And then, uh, like, Katrina Ely. Chris Kent was playing bass on that one first gig. That was really, really? cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was hip. Yeah, and Katrina Elam, how did like uh, you know she was on Capital? I think no, she was on uh, uh, if I, I should have studied, man. I don't. Uh, okay. I think she was on uh, Universal South. Okay, it was, I don't know if that, that label's still around, but yeah, 
Yeah, so, she was a great singer. And so, how did you? Great uh, and Was that again by referral, or was that was there? That a, was that was uh, at the time I was kind of doing some songwriting when a couple of friends of mine, uh, Danny Myrick and uh, Kip Rains, really great songwriters, and uh, Kip had done a few band projects with uh, Jimmy Lee Slos, and uh, I was looking for work, you know, and so Kip called Jimmy just kind of by chance. If you're looking for a guitar player, you know, let me give you this guy's number. And so he called, and um, I went and auditioned that day for the gig. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. was this like a, a cattle call where there were tons of No, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't, at least I don't think so. I mean, I wasn't in line or anything, you know. Right. I think they were just rehearsing, and they uh, needed a, uh, another guitar player or something like that. And yeah. I just went over and played a couple of songs. Yeah. yeah. So for the guy... That's that's moved to Nashville. Yeah. What uh, what recommendations do you have for somebody you know, you know, looking for work? How how do you, uh, you know, uh, how important is like networking versus having some type of demo tape or anything right. like that? What what do you think is the most valuable thing for someone you know looking looking for work? But I tell you, man, it's so different now. Even when I in in I mean I moved here in uh, ninety nine essentially, and it's yeah. just with with the internet and Facebook. Everything's so different, you know. I mean, when I moved to Nashville, you know, I, I was really proud. I had a stack of business cards, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't even carry business cards anymore. And, right. Um, I, I would just say move here, uh, network, go to songwriter nights, and, you know, um, it's really hard. I, I guess everybody has their own road, but, you know, and it's really cool with, like, there's a couple of Facebook Groups, Nashville guitarist groups, you know, and I would imagine that's probably a good way these days, you know. I, I'm so far removed from, it's kind of like the dating scene, you know. I haven't did that in forever. I don't yeah. know. What do the youngins do these days, yeah. you know? I don't know. Yeah. But probably Facebook is a way to kind of just kind of get to know, or for people to just see your name, you know, maybe, you know. Okay. And then just be part of the community and just live, you know. Yeah. Um, I found, when I moved, I found a good church. And networked from there. Not, not. I didn't find a church to network. I yeah. mean, you know, but uh, just they had a lot of musicians there, and I just got to know people, and that's kind of how I. And then, made and then it becomes you know word word of mouth. You know, yeah, people yeah. Start recommending right. and people see you play, like right. Chris Rodriguez seeing you play right. with the opening act on the Keith Urban tour, right. and from that he because he saw that you were a you know. You know, a great competent player, then he could you know feel good about recommending you to Kenny. And even yeah. though it took a while, yeah, for it to uh, yeah, uh, you never know inspire. what wheels are moving too. You know, behind the scenes, you know, yeah. I would say if anybody's kind of down on down with the dumps because nothing's gonna happen, and you just never know yeah what what's going on behind it. Somebody's talking to you some about you somewhere, you know, yeah. and giving your name. So you never know. Yeah. So you've been with with Kenny. Uh, when did when did you start playing with him? Was it two thousand eight? Yeah. So what is that? Sixteen years? Oh, I mean, ten years? Nine years? Yeah. Nine years? What, what year is this? This <laughs> this is twenty sixteen. Back oh, eight yeah, years. Yeah, it does. yeah, it's twenty. <coughs> so yeah, what is it? Um, yeah, it's been eight, eight, eight and a half years. Nine yeah. years. I don't know. Yeah. So how much has it's the, been a good run? Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Good gig. To have. Yeah. So. Um, are most of the gigs that you do are they uh, are they more are you riding on a bus or are you are you flying to the gigs? How, how these days we fly. Okay. Uh, we it's been a while since we wow it's been a while since we've done a bus run you know. Yeah. Um, but like 
when I first started, we were doing a lot of two-week runs, you know, so everybody, because everybody lives in different areas, you know, right. of the, and so we just fly to the first gig. Everybody asks me this, how it happens, and, but we all fly from our hometown to the first gig, and then we bus yeah. to all the shows, and everybody flies home from the, la from the last gig. Yeah. But these days, we're just doing a lot of uh, fly dates. Okay. Know? Yeah. And so on a, on a fly date, of course, you're dealing with you're you're not able to carry a lot of gear. With no, you. so no. you're so you're probably backlining. Backlining. And so yeah. what do you what do you request? I ca I carry this guitar. This is my home. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then I have uh, about seven or eight other guitars that are backlined because okay. there's different tunings. Um, um, uh, there's one set up for open slide. Mm -hmm. um, Different tones, you know, and I, can, I mean, I can't carry all that stuff with me, right? Yeah. So we backline that. Yeah. And I usually get a, uh, just two of these deluxe reverb amps, like straight off the shelf deluxe. Mm -hmm. And they're really, they're the easy amp to get, and they're pretty much the same amp when, you know. For a while, I was doing Vox amps, and man, when you get a good one, you get a good one. And when you get a bad one, man, it would be yeah. a night, or just a hard night, you know. Yeah. So I kind of uh, morphed into using the deluxe reverb amp amps on, on the road, and I get two of them, and yeah. just, you almost put them at five all the way down the line, yeah. and they sound great. Easy. Very nice. Yeah. Are there any tricks to, uh, you know, do you get two of them in case one of them is bad? No, I just, like you, uh, no, you, I just, you, I just use them to, I use two just to broaden the t sound a little bit. Not not for a lot volume, okay. but just, it just kind of brought you know it's, it's essentially the same tone i kind of tweak them a little differently to kind of give it a little but um it's i just broaden the sound a little bit with two you know what i mean that makes any sense yes and it's not necessarily stereo although i do you know where where i do have the stereo pedals they ran stereo but i don't do any crazy stereo anything you know what i mean so that's sometimes difficult to get stereo to translate yeah to, it doesn't matter the, anyway live right yeah but i just use it because it just you know, fattens yeah. up the tone. The, the sound man actually likes it too. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that's it, real easy, you know. Yeah. a bit about your gear let's start with uh let's start with this guitar now the proper pronunciation is uh melanson yeah you're close yeah <laughs> is, is that yeah, is that good it's, it's a yeah melanson yeah, it's a guy named melanson. gerard melanson in uh thibodeau louisiana really I'll try to spell that one and um he's a i met him i actually met him at nam in, Na in nashville 
forgot what year it was. It was a while back, and I kind of saw the name, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's got to be that you know it has to be a guy from Louisiana. So we hit it off, you know, and uh, I loved his guitars, and he built me this one, and it's really yeah. cool. So is this Fender or Gibson? This scale? is a this is a I, I like to call this a uh, man. I should have cleaned it. Sorry, Gerard. No, I, the, the the road funk only adds yeah. to the uh, you know, the excitement. Um, this, I like to call this uh, a telly that dressed up like a um, Les Paul for Halloween, right? So, I mean, yeah. it's a telly, right? But it's a mahogany neck, mahogany yeah. back, and it's a maple top. And he has tone chambers in it here and here and here and here. So it's kind of like, you know, a chambered guitar. Mm -hmm. um, I, it, it's really, really cool. I, it's, I use this 90% of the yeah. time. Now is this is this full like twenty five and a half Fender scale or is it the shorter uh, Gibson twenty four? No, 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 it's a Fender scale. Okay, yeah. and then what type of uh, pickups are in there? This is it came in the guitar, and I think it's an Air Path PAF. Okay. You yeah. know, I yeah, think that's what it was. It. Yeah. yeah, and this is a Seymour Duncan. Um, give me, forgive me, it's been a long time. Uh, I don't even think they make it anymore. It's a. Um, it's kind of like a fifty nine. And I can't think of the name. Oh, SH-14, I think, is what it's called. Okay. And I think what they did was they took a 59 and changed the, the, um, changed the magnet, you know, or something like that. I am pretty not technical. So, but I really like it, and um, I, use it, I use it actually split most of the time. Okay. I like it like that. Oh, and so you have a, a three-way switch? Or yeah, it's just a three-way switch. Okay. This is a... If it's in, if this is a little mini toggle, and if it's down, it's the outside. Uh, if it's in the middle, it's the inside coils. And then if it's up, it's the full-on humbucker. So you, you know, with a three, okay. that with the three-way switch here, you can get a ton of tones. Yeah. So yeah. So you're able to tap it where you 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 can choose which coil. You yeah. Use. Yeah. Okay. Right. So instead of just kind of being stuck with one coil tap, you've got the the two different possible right. Taps. It's a, yeah, it's a few different tones out of it. I don't know if yeah. it'll transfer. Yeah. That's this here by itself. This is this one here. Right, and then you can get the strat thing. And then it's full on humbucker, you know. So it's a lot of tones in it. I can very go through nice. each tone if you want, but I don't think we have the time. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about your pedal board here. So uh, let's you know start from the beginning. So it looks like you've got this uh, AMT Wah. AMT Wah. Yeah. Uh, I got it uh, because I needed. It had really good pedal board real estate. Yeah. You know and. Um, I use it on just one or two songs, and it's good. It has a, uh, you can change the voicing of the wah itself, and uh, I like it quite a bit, and it's it's very, very small. You mind? It uh, takes a little bit of weirdness. It's, 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 it takes a little bit of getting used to, because if you're using, you know, usually you kind of sit like this, but yeah, you see my, my heel? Mm -hmm. kind of. So I have to kind of ride up a little bit. And, um, so oh, let I us just, hear the, the sweep of it. Yeah. So there it Very is. Very nice. Yeah. And next is the uh, the Route sixty six. Yeah. yeah, the True Tone. Yeah, 
used to be visual sound. It's true tone. Yeah. And um, I love I love it. I, I don't know about most cats, but I have this on 100% of the time. Unless I'm doing something that just takes really finesse playing that you, that you have to... You can't have a compressor on, yeah. but for the most part, it's it's always on the Kenny gig. It is yeah. always on. So the compressor is always on. Always on. Yeah. It's slight. It's just I have it set to where it just sounds like the amps, kind of, you know. Yeah, and the uh, the overdrive on there. Yeah, that's set just really, really, really. Um, there's really not. Um, it's very, very, very little. Yeah. Uh, this pedal here is my. Uh, you know, heavy stuff. And uh, normally I, I run the amp a little hotter, so that, on top of what, I have a little bit of a cascading gain, is that, I think that's what yeah. it's called, thing going. But uh, if I can't run the amp, I'll run that too, to give me a little bit of amp tone. So, cool. so you have the you know the the left side of the VSXO that you were using. Yes. And then you have this uh, four, four speed, speed overdrive. Pedal doctor. That's uh, Tim Creek. Tim who, Creek, uh, yeah. Who lives here in front in Franklin, Tennessee. Yep. I use this uh, for a little bit less distortion, just a kind of yeah. smoother distortion. Yep. This uh, this here I use for like the heavy heavy stuff. Can we hear the four speed by itself? Yeah. Actually, I mean, this would be a better representation of what it I use it for, but just a hair, some hair on it, you know. Yeah. And you've got a, a visual volume. Yeah, which uh, I love, 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 love. I'm gonna do it one more time. Love this pedal. Yeah. And um the pog, you know, for this stuff here, you know. Little bit of a octave thing there. Yeah, it's cool. You can do a sub octave too, but I don't. I don't use that. Yeah, and then uh, the the brigadier, brigadier, which is the Strymon kind of deluxe memory man kind of sounding yes. thing. Yeah, and I just have it for a. I don't use a ton of. Uh, I just use delay, kind of like for a color. You know, I don't. I don't play against delay with Kenny, you know, I don't, I don't have it set up as an yeah. effect, you know. Yeah. So, so you just, do you kind of keep that delay time? Constantly? No, no, I mean, I, I tap, I tap what I need, you know. Okay. It's, I, it's a very simple way of doing that, you know, but yeah. it, it works for me. And this, I love this pedal too, the, the uh, H2O. I use that for the very popular this thing. Everybody cut loose, right? Yes. So that's there. I love the vibe sound in there. Yeah. And then the uh, the, ho the Holy Grail. The Holy Max. Grail. Yeah. yeah. Just a, a reverb. I don't actually, you know, I, I have it there. I don't use it as much as I thought I would. Very, very, I just use it when, if we're outside, you know, maybe I'll just kind of put a little bit to kind of give it a little, you know, because when you play outside, it's so dry and, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's I, I thought I'd use it for more swelly and stuff, and every now and then I may do that, but it's it's just kind of there. Yeah. So, 
Thank you for uh, going through your, your pedal board and your, and your gear for us. I had to. You told me to. Yeah, I, I know. But I, you're I, welcome I, anyway. I made you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, yeah. I had a, you know, I, yeah. So, you're very welcome. Though. Yes. So tell me. Uh, oh, and I have the, uh, the Pearl. Uh, the, what is it, this, the, um, oh, the power. You use the uh, one-spot pro underneath yeah, there? Yeah, Well, thank you. Yeah, well, I thought yeah. I'd yeah. might as well share that, right? Yes, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. So one of the things that's, that's interesting and in that you, uh, you know, you're working with Kenny Loggins and anyone that's working with an artist that's had a lot of big hits that, that cover bands in, in mm -hmm. the playing, right. I always find it interesting to ask the guitar player about how... Uh, how cover you know covers of these famous songs are are butchered or or played, <laughs> well, or, or played nice word. You know, or played improperly. Right. So, what would be a Kenny Loggins tune that you hear covered that really gets butchered a lot? I bet you most of them probably, but like yeah. the one that stands out really, really in my mind always is Footloose because okay, most people don't realize that the the <clears throat> the choruses the 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 bass and the guitar are doing this unison run. And it's mapped out, really. It's not like a, just a boogie-woogie thing. You know, I, I hear some players just playing, uh, um, just for... That's yeah. what I hear some guys doing during yeah. the course, and that's not it at all. Okay. Although Kenny kind of does that. You know, he's just playing a little rhythm, and he... Stuff like that, right? But there's a unison bass and guitar run that happens that's really, it's, it was really hard to learn because you have to sing over it, right? That's, that's what makes the Kenny gig hard, man, is that you're singing all the time. Okay, so you do a lot of harmony vocals. All the time, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, wow. And um, that's, yeah. it's a lot of, that in fact, I think when I, when I started with Kenny, the hardest part was remembering the lyrics, all the lyrics. Because, you know, we'll take some of the lead stuff, like when for Stevie Nicks on uh, Whenever I Call You Friend, you know, I'll mm -hmm. sing part of it, the bassist sings part of it. And um, uh, Don't Fight It, you know, Steve Perry's part. That stuff, that was the hardest stuff to remember. I, the first gig I had, man, I had, like, uh, this was before iPads, and everybody had a cool iPad thing on them. Mm -hmm. I had paper, I looked like I was... I was in an airplane, you know, like a, the, what do you call it, uh, the controls, you know, I had like, yeah. whenever I call you friend here, lyric, this is it, lyric, blah, blah, lyric, all over, my, on the monitor, everywhere, I had like all the lyric, that was the hardest part of the gig, I mean, the guitar stuffs, once it's under your fingers, it's, it's not hard, it's just a lot of different styles, you know, you know, so, I mean, you can, you go from this... Christopher Robin and I walked alone. That um, the Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh song. That to then you go from that to you know I just played this earlier, and then it's just a lot of different styles of music, you know. And um, well, take us back to the uh, the footloose, footloose part. I kind of went actually, and actually I went on no, a rabbit no, trail. That, that was I? that was great, but let's let pull, okay. it, pull it back around and actually play the 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 proper part that that no one is playing. Okay, the proper part. But I said. I said I'd only do it if you guys would dance. Yeah, that that'll on be camera. Th that'll be thrown in later. Be, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm holding post, you to your post, word, bro. Post okay, so it's a really the it's a it's a specific part. Here you go. 
everybody cut. Come on, man, do it. No? Footloose? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. So, now, who played that part originally? Oh, oh man. Uh, Kenny told me before, and I don't remember. Shoot, I am sorry that I don't remember. Yeah. We'll, we'll look it I, up. I know Nathan yeah. East played the bass line. Yeah. It's it's a neat part, you know. There's there's some octaves, there's harmony, you know. There's, yeah, there's a lot of cool things. Of, yeah. I think that song's yeah. kind of maxed. How do you say it? Masked in in the fact that it's such a a pop song and such a. Um, I mean, it's, it's you hear it everywhere, right? Yeah, it's very well and, known, and yeah, it's so well known that you kind of forget how cool it, the instrumentation is, right? And if you listen back, listen to it now and, and kind of hone in on the bass and the guitar, and there's some really cool things happening on that. Cool. Yeah. And, and as most Kenny stuff, it's like, you know, if, if there was a band playing Whenever I Call You Friend and like a dude's, hey, I know that song, let me just sit in, I've heard it. Yeah. You can't, you won't, trust me, you won't. Because Kenny stuff's hard. I don't know what it is about his stuff, it's just, it's just not like your, you know, intro verse chorus, intro, there's always a wrench somewhere in it. That makes it hard to remember, you know, and that's the, the thing about Kenny's stuff. It's very musical, and it's packaged in this pop thing, but man, it is, it's some really cool things that happen in, in the songs, for sure. Very yeah. cool. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming down and, and sharing your story with us. Hey, man, I'm happy to do it. On the next True Tone Lounge, we'll be talking with Kenny Loggins guitarist Scott Bernard. Hey, that was lame. Can we do that again? Because we'll hey, you, you just 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 nod or something like okay, that. Okay, I won't you say anything. You don't need to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. Wait, we're gonna do a couple of. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Okay. On the next True Tone Lounge, we'll be getting foot loose with Scott Bernard, Kenny Loggins guitarist. I like that one. Yeah. On the next True Tone Lounge, Scott Bernard will tell us why true bypasses for what a fool believes. <laughs> You've been working on these, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could go all day. <laughs> I'm all right, as long as Scott Bernard is at the True Tone Lounge. Yeah. Keep going, man. <laughs> yeah. If you've been waiting for the True Tone oh. Lounge with Scott Bernard, this is it. <laughs> Whenever I call you friend. Yeah, okay. okay, yeah. Whenever I call you friend, I invite you down to the True Tone Lounge, Scott Bernard. Man, I'm... I should have brought the is set that, list. Is that good? Can we do all the songs? We'll just go down all his hits. <laughs> all, <Yeah>. all the hits. <laughs> okay. This has been an audio presentation by TrueTone, TrueTone.com.